You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Now, what I want to do this morning, uh, I want to take us somewhere I've been trying to get to uh, for a long time. The Lord gave me this this morning. Uh, he gave it to me, as a matter of fact, uh, Friday, and I was doing uh, a service, and the Spirit of the Lord said this through me, so I want to I minister on this today. Uh, I'm so grateful. Uh, I did have something else that I studied all day yesterday, uh, but what he wants, he gets. Somebody say Hallelujah. All right, so we're going to go to, uh, 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 in, in the book of Genesis, is where we're going to go first. We're going to go to chapter 12 and verse 1 through 7. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1 through 7, you're going to get my subject. Remember, we are talking about uh, how it started out. And we gave you the tree of knowledge. And on this tree of knowledge, uh, we on a journey. As a matter of fact, we talked about the knowledge of sin. Then second, we talked about the knowledge of the truth. See, those are the kinds of things we talked about for its knowledge. If knowledge of sin is what happened when they ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And then after the knowledge of sin, we got to the next part, which was the knowledge of the truth. Showing you how he got in it, the knowledge of sin. Then after he got in it, how he got out of it, the knowledge of the truth. All right, that's how you got out, okay? And then we talked about the third thing last week, how the serpent deceived Eve. So those are the kind of things you need to know because that's what happened. We, we, we're showing you the story from Genesis down to Revelation. We're showing you the story. How did she get deceived? She ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So what I want to do now is take us to the next step. See, I'm, I'm, God is giving me like a book. He's giving me step by step uh, of this series. So that's why you just can't preach anything, it won't fit. Uh, so today we're going to talk about in Genesis chapter 12. Uh, and we're going to start reading with verse 1 through 7. Genesis 12, 1 through 7. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1 through 7. When you get this, say amen. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1 through verse number 7. All right. Now, we're going to come to this camera. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 through 7. Uh, we're going to give you our subject. Now, the Lord had said, so this has already been talked about, but Abraham hadn't moved yet. That means God had been talking to him. And the, and the Lord has said to Abraham, get thee out of thy country. Get out of away from your kinfolk. Get away from your father's house. Unto a land I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee. I will make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless you. And I will curse them that curse you. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him, and Abraham was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And verse number five says, And Abraham took Sarah his wife, Lot his brother's, brother's son, and all that all this substance that they had gathered, the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth unto the land of Canaan. Unto the land of Canaan they came. And Abraham passed through the land unto the place of Shechem, unto the plains of Moriah, or this place called Moriah. And the Canaanites were there in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said unto him, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there he built an altar unto the Lord God, unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Now, the next Bible said he removed from there into a mountain on the east side of Bethel. We see him traveling. He's on a journey and he's headed to the land of Canaan. So what I'm going to be talking about today is what my wife, my wife, Sister Crump, uh, 
talked about this one day, and I, it's been in my spirit ever since, and I'm going to be ministering on it today. It's called the grace life. All right, come on, thank the Lord for the grace life. All right, now, I want you to do, do me a favor. I know you're all into the wood right now, but uh, I, I didn't get a chance to uh, recognize the people who watching us on Facebook. I had a lady uh, that from Commerce, Texas. What is her name? Sister Claudia Record. And I told her that I would give her a shout out. She contacted me. She said, you, you, you just putting Texas down there, but I want you to know I'm in Commerce, Texas. You know, we got, we got several people. We got Brother Marcus. Brother Marcus used to sing in the choir. It's also in Texas, right outside Dallas, Texas. There's several people in Texas. So we're going to call, some, we're going to take a moment. Could you take a moment and stand with me? I, I just want to do this uh, for those people watching us on television, on our television broadcast. Uh, we want to give them a shout out out there. Now, I'm going to start out with Claudia Records because she, she personally called me and said to me, I want a shout out from Commerce, Texas. So let's put our hands together. Let's thank God. We're giving you a shout out, Claudia Records. All right. Now, some of y'all may not know Claudia's record, but that's Sister Moody's sister. Sister Moody. Now, you remember Sister Moody's in Arizona. These people watch us. These people watch us every Sunday. I went to a place uh, this past week and down here at the uh, uh, on Auburn. I said it yesterday. It's a place on Auburn that I went to. Uh, and it's a, it's a store where you buy stuff at. I just said it yesterday. I thought somebody would catch it. What I said? Hardware store. Okay. It's down, right down Mother, uh, South Boulevard, down all the way down Ace Ace. <laughs> you all were here yesterday. You heard me say Ace. All right. I went to Ace and, and a young man worked there. He said to me, how you doing, Pastor Crump? Now, he was waiting on me. I didn't know him. He didn't know me, but he did know me. And he says, oh, I watch you every Sunday, both services. <laughs> so I want to give a shout out to the young man that working at Ace Hartman. All right. But also, we got people who are watching us from Jacksonville, Florida, from Saginaw, Michigan, Reno, Rio, Rio, Nevada, uh, Spring, Texas. Now, one thing sister told me, she said, you pronouncing... Uh, Human. It's Yuma. All right. All right. And I want to make sure I get that straight. Yuma, Arizona. All right. Spring, Texas. Memphis, Tennessee. St. Louis, Missouri. Yuma, Arizona. All right. The Bronx, New York. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Toledo, Ohio. Charlotte, North Carolina. Middletown, Connecticut, Lawrenceville, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. Let's thank God for all the wonderful people. And, and if I forgot you, please let us know on your message today while you're watching us on Facebook. Let's give them a great big hand this morning. Praise the Lord. Amen. I don't want to forget our television, Lord. You might be seated. Thank you so very much. Uh, and you will let us know. Sandra's, Sandra's in the back there. She's copying this. And my wife is copying. Somebody will bring it to me. Other people who are watching our television broadcast this morning, we want to make sure we recognize you. Okay? All right. Because we're glad. I mean, we are honored to, for you to turn us on and watch our television broadcast. This morning, we are talking about the grace life. Come on. Let's get the Lord a big hand. Now, this is a little personal to pastor, okay? And uh, I hope you'll come along with me because I want to show you Abraham just got called out and God want to take him to the grace life. Now, there are three different kinds of life in the Bible if you keep in notes, okay? Uh, they, they, this is first, the first life is called the breath of life. All right, so... Uh, when you get down to the grace life, that means you have the spirit of life. Well, we'll show you that in a moment. But the grace life uh, is the first life is called the breath of life. That was in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27, 
when God created Adam, okay? I'm not going to rush over this. I'm just going to show it to you. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, we want to see what kind of life did God give him. Genesis chapter 1 and verse number 26 and 27. We're going to do it on the screen. Uh, King James. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the air and over all the cattle. All right. And then uh, the Bible said over all the earth. Remember, he said he's going to let him have dominion over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeped upon the earth. So God created man. Now, you got to understand in Genesis chapter one, we was not looking at you couldn't see man yet. He was only created. You got to understand Genesis one. Genesis one is what? Creation. So God, oh, God created man in verse 27. In his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. But at this time, they were a soul. It was creation. All right. Uh, and then in Genesis chapter two, you'll see in verse seven and verse eight, Genesis chapter two and verse seven, verse eight. Now, watch what it says. And the Lord God formed. He formed man of the dust of the ground. And he breathed into his nostril the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So you know the creation was soul man. You couldn't see Adam if he was in the natural, because he was a soul man. So God took the soul man that he created, and now in Genesis chapter 2, he's going to form man from the dust of the ground, in verse uh, uh, 7, from the dust of the ground. Then he breathed into man's nostril the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So we know when God created him, he didn't have the breath of life. Somebody said, number one, the breath of life. Right. And then, and then that was, I'm not going to even read, uh, uh, well, I will read verse eight. It says, and the Lord God planted the garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. So he created man in Genesis 1. He formed man uh, in Genesis 2. Now man was visible. All right. Now, he was a type and shadow of Jesus Christ, how the word was made flush and dwell among us. All right. Now, the, the, the next thing in Leviticus chapter 17, this is a second life. Now, these things you ought to mark in your Bible, especially if you are a minister of this church. You need to mark your Bible. If you can't do nothing but preach life, you will know the three life. Amen. If you're going to do anything, you got to be able to at least know the natural life and the spiritual life. So let's go to Leviticus chapter number 17 and verse 11. Leviticus chapter 17 and verse 11. We want to show you the second life, uh, which is the life of the flesh. Now, the first life I gave you is the life of the soul. That's what you should have in your notes. First life is called the breath of life. It's the life that's in the soul. So what happened, a man can die physically if he lose the breath of life. That's why the first thing happened if you got uh, drowned, they will put you and pump, get that breath of life back in you and you're okay again. It's a difference from the second life. Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11 it says, and the life of the flesh. See, that's the second life. It's called the life of the flesh is in the blood. So that's why you have, if you're not born of the spirit, you have two life. See, I'm, I'm talking to you today about the third life, which is the grace life. All right, I'm making this so simple. If you just listen, take notes, you'll be able to minister this. You don't have to out-preach me. Just get it and, and preach it to somebody else. All right. Genesis chapter 17, verse 10 says, I'm sorry, Leviticus 17, 10 says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. So you have to understand that that's where the second life dwells, is in the blood. See, you can die in a, like I say, you can be drowned and die and lose the breath of life. How many hear what I'm saying? All right. Or you can get wounded and die losing the second life and you 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 lose both of them. But the blood lose the blood also is life. So here it says for the life of the flesh is in the blood. I have given it to you upon the altar 
watch this, to make an atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that make an atonement for your soul. That's why that's called the life of the flesh. So if you eat a flesh, if you eat anything that has the blood, then the life of that is in the blood. That's why you don't want to eat meat that still have the blood. All right, that's why God told you that. I know some people, they, you can tell them all you want to, they're going to tell you I got to have my blood running with blood. So just do your thing. That's between you and the Lord. Uh, all right. And then in verse 14, I'm not going to read all of that, but verse 14 says, for it is the life of the flesh. The blood of it is the life. So that's why when a person uh, can give you blood and give you life. This is some people in the earth right now in their religion. They won't accept blood. They won't accept a transfusion. And it's life that the man want to give you life. Yeah, I thank God uh, the man found out my hemoglobin was five. This was after surgery and everything. They found out while I was still weak. I'm not saying they didn't give me enough at that time. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But they checked me. And they couldn't find no blood in my, in my body. And I was down to five. A man hemoglobin should be somewhere up into the thir near 13, 11, 12, 13. Okay? And if it's less than that, your hemoglobin low, and you'll feel tired all the time, don't even know why. You need to have your blood tested. Check by a physician. Okay? Get a doctor check. Don't tell him what to do. Just tell him what's going on. If that don't get it, I had a person, when this happened to me, and and. It was a woman who took the place of my doctor that day, who was a nurse at that, hospital, at that office. And, and I kept telling her, I said, something else is going on. She said, well, let me check your blood. And she drew blood for me and took it to the place uh, and sent it to the lab. That night, my wife would tell you, that man called me on the phone and said, take him to the hospital now. I'm like, what? Yeah. He, he has do not have half of the blood in the body. My blood was less than half. If you had five, you were running on half a tank. All right, so that's something you need to make sure, because a lot of times people check your blood pressure, but they never see how much blood you got. All right, I'm here trying to save lives. Last week I helped save lives, telling you about poison. And I told you about what the remedy that you can take. You can, you can get poison through wash your hands. I mean, they're pesticides. A lot of people don't even know when they've been poisoned. If you get poisoned in your skin, you'll have a breakout, rash, stuff like that. Uh, you'll be itching and scratching. You've been poisoned. People don't even know when they've been poisoned. Chemicals can poison you, poison your skin. That's why you need to use gloves when you're working with chemicals. I mean, don't be super spiritual. Put the gloves on. Because you could be allergic. You could be allergic uh, uh, to the chemicals. All right, now we see Brother Caden here now. Come on, everybody, just give him a big hand. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, good to, good to see my son. My prayer is that he will go to college. Y'all pray for me. Y'all pray for him. All right. I have not seen a young man that wise. I don't want to see what God gave him lost. I prayed for him this morning. That's what God said to me. I, I want to make sure he go to college. Well, you why? You don't know. You don't know. You might be the next governor, next mayor, next lawyer. Don't waste your future. That's why God's talking to us today about the grace life. I'm telling you right now. And he has called every one of us to the grace life. And, and I gave you the first life that we showed you. Uh, was the breath of life. Then number two we showed you was the, the life of the flesh, which was in the blood. So you have the breath of life had nothing to do with your blood. Second is the blood had nothing to do with your breath. Okay, because you can die, just lose bread, lose your blood. Then the third, the third is eternal life. All right, you want to put that down? Eternal life. And, and let's show you this, this life uh, because a lot of people don't understand this life. They go into churches and they think they've been water baptized and they have gotten eternal life. You don't have eternal life. You don't even know what eternal life is. 
Uh, let's show it to you. Let's go to Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. I want to make sure that the people who watch this program and the people that go to this ministry understand how important it is to make sure, make sure you find the right pastor. Make sure you go in the right church. And you who ministers, I'm going to be meeting with ministers every month, and I believe this is going to get so until the ministers of the city will begin to come. Like I said, I don't know what God's going to do. But I believe that people need to be taught. And since I'm pretty much the oldest pastor in the city, I'm going to have to be the one to do it. Uh, some of y'all don't believe that, but I, I, I am probably the one or two or three oldest pastor in the city. All right, maybe number one, I don't know, but one or two, somewhere up in there. All right, now, in Romans chapter 6 and verse number 23, Romans 6, 23, you're going to make sure you put it on the screen. This, we're going to show you now about the life you have, which is called eternal life. And verse 23 says, for the ways of sin is death, that's Old Testament. Understand, you got to understand how that verse is going to divide. You got the right to divide the word of truth. So Romans 6, 23 says, the ways of sin is death, that's the, that's the Old Testament. Remember, once Christ came, he died for our sin. So you don't have sins in the new covenant. See, that's, that's, a, that's really hard for a lot of people. Oh, you don't have sin. No, you, you're an old covenant. You cannot know sin but by, but by the law. See, if you just listen to what the word says and don't fuss with it, you'll get it. You cannot have sin unless you have the law. That's why Jesus came in Romans chapter 6. He died to, to take away sin. Romans chapter 7, he died to take away the law. All right, so you don't have sin or law in the new covenant. All right, now Romans chapter 6, verse 23 told you the wages of sin is death. That's old covenant. But in the new covenant, the gift of God is eternal life. Now you have to really hear what it says. If he said the gift of God. Come on, say that with me. Say the gift of God is eternal life. Now what you got to find out now, what's the gift of God? So when he said the gift of God is eternal life, you're still not there yet because you don't know what the gift of God is. All right, so let's go and look at it. We're going to look at it in Romans chapter 5, uh, verse 17. We go right to it. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Told you uh, what the gift of God. See, the Bible said in Romans 6, 23, the gift of God. So if you follow me uh, in your Bible at home, you want to put down uh, Romans chapter 5. You can read 15, 16, 17, but I'm just going to go right to 17 because I want to show you what the gift of God is. See, the Bible said the gift of God is eternal life, but you still don't know what eternal life is. All I know is the gift of God. Well, what's the gift of God? You see, this is why so many people go to churches and they still don't have eternal life. See, if you are still trying to confess Jesus as your Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead to be saved, then you still don't have it. If you are trying to be water baptized to get eternal life, you still don't have it. Now you just think about how many people are doing this, trying to be saved on their confession, their belief in their confession. You still don't have eternal life because you don't know what eternal life is. Now you listen to this verse real good and you'll find out what eternal life is. You want to make sure you got it. Romans chapter 5 and verse number 15. I'm sorry, 17. We're going to go right to that verse. Romans 5, 17. Let's read it together. It says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive... If you read with me, keep up. Come on. They which receive what? The abundance of grace and... And the gift of righteousness. Now, he told you what the gift of life is. The gift of life is the gift of righteousness. The gift of, li the gift of life is what? Is the gift of righteousness. Now, you can't get the gift of righteousness by water baptism. You can't get the gift of righteousness by your confession with your mouth and believing your heart. Romans 10, 9, and 10. You can't get the gift of righteousness. See, if, if, I, if I read Romans chapter 10, Romans chapter 10 told you about Israel. Let, let's, go, let's go up there. Let's go up there to Romans chapter 10. 
I'm not going to get off my message. This is something you can be able to read. Because Romans chapter 8, 9, 10, not 8, 9, 10, but 9, 10, and 11 is Paul ministering to Israel. And it's not to you. So Romans chapter 10 and verse number 1. As a matter of fact, I want to do something a little better than that. Back, back to Romans chapter 9, verse 1. See, if you read the chapter, you'll know it's not to you. Romans chapter 9, verse 1. Romans chapter 9, verse 1. Here go, here's Paul. Paul says, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not, my conscience also bear me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continue sorrow in my heart. Watch what he says. For I could wish for myself, I could wish that myself was a curse for Christ, from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Paul is ministering from chapter 9, chapter 10, chapter 11 about his brethren in the flesh. That's what that chapter about. Go to, go to Romans chapter 10 and verse 1. He starts out each chapter the same way. This, has, this is not Romans 10, 9, and 10 is not you getting salvation. You can't get salvation by your confession and by your belief because confession is work. You can only receive salvation today. It was paid for 2,000 years ago. You can't baptize in water to get it. You can't confess to get it. You can't be good enough to get it because it's called grace. And grace is unmerited favor. That means you do not work for it. You cannot earn it. Ain't nothing you can do to get it. You can only receive it as a man of God, a woman of God, preach to you the gospel of Christ. That's the only way you can get it. All right. Romans chapter 10, verse 1. Brethren, my heart desire and prayer to God for Israel is, see, he's still talking about Israel, that they might be saved. Now watch where they was at. I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. They are very zealous for God, but it is not according to knowledge. They are being ignorant of God's righteousness. See, that's what they're ignorant of. That's why most of the people trying to follow Romans chapter 10 is ignorant of God's righteousness. And they're going about to establish their own righteousness and have not submitted themselves. Only thing you can do is submit yourself to the righteousness of God because the righteousness of God is Christ. 1 Corinthians 1.30 See, all, all, if you read chapter 11, it's just going to continue. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. So when Paul got the teaching on this, verse 29, go to 29. 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verse 29. Watch what he says. That no flesh should glory his presence. So the reason why God taught 1 Corinthians chapter 1 is that no flesh should glory his presence. And verse 30 says, but of him are you in Christ. And of God, talking about Christ, is made unto us. Christ is made unto us, number one, wisdom. Christ is made unto us righteousness. Christ is made unto us sanctification. Christ is made unto us redemption. See, you can't do none of this stuff. That's who Christ is. That according as it is written, that he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Now, what do people glory in? If you go to a church in water baptism, what are they glorying in? Water baptism. If you go to a church that talks about the bread on the table and the wine on the table, that's what they're glorying in. So if you go back and look at churches, you'll see what they're glorying in. If a church tell you that if you're not a part of this church, you're not even saving. There are people who tell you that. If it's not the church of Christ on the door, it's not the church of Christ. 
If you're not in a church of God and Christ, you're not in the church. See, if you listen to what people tell you, they're not glory in Christ. They're glory in their churches. And so that's why Paul said, he that glory, let him glory in the Lord. Because that he's the only one that is your righteousness, your wisdom, your sanctification, your redemption, and you can go on and on and on. Because you have nothing without him. All right? We're talking about the grace life, so let's go to work. Now, I gave you Genesis chapter number uh, 12. Let's go back there. Did I give you everything I said I'm going to give you? Don't have no scriptures out there nowhere. All right, don't want to get way down the road. You say, oh, you supposed to read so-and-so. Genesis chapter 12, God had called Abraham. Now, let me show you that not only God called Abraham to the grace life, God called all of us to the grace life. Let me show you that before I go back to uh, Genesis 12. Let me show you that in the book of Galatia, uh, chapter number one. See, you got, you got people still don't think you're supposed to preach the gospel grace. God didn't call you to nothing else. God called Abraham out of religion and tradition and to the grace life. That's why I'm going to use him and I'm going to use Israel to show you where they were going. When they was going, they were going to the land of Canaan, which is the grace life. That's why I was a type in the shadow. All right? Now, uh, Galatians chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 6. Watch where God called you. Now, if you don't get there, you'll make the same mistake Israel made in the wilderness. All this stuff came up in their life and they never made it. Now it's your turn. God called you to the grace life. You already have the first life, the breath of life. You already have life of the flesh that's in the blood. But that don't mean you have eternal life yet. Because that's who Christ is. Until Christ lives in your heart, you do not have the grace life. And a lot of people don't have it, and they, they, they pretend us. They don't have it. They won't examine themselves. They still hold on to their religion, tradition of men that they got way back there so many years ago instead of dropping that stuff like Abraham did. This is not a game. Galatians 1 and 6. Here we go. I, Paul said, I marvel that you are so soon, re, so soon removed. You'll see this verse again that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ. He called them into the grace life. And they had believed another gospel. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. God called all of us into the grace life. But will you make it? Because once you make it into the grace life, you have received the Holy Spirit into your heart. And this is not something that you don't know yet. If you have the Holy Spirit in you, you will know it. And when you don't know he's in there, you don't know. And it's time out for you to be a, I don't know. You got you to gotta break that. You got to shut it down sometime and say, Lord, if you're in here, let me know you're in here. I mean, beat on the door, head or something. Let me know you're in the house. All right. I, I know I sound a little funny, but Genesis chapter 12. I don't want to get away from that right now. Go back to Genesis chapter 12. Because I want you to understand what Abraham had to go through. Abraham, God was calling Abraham to the grace life. And the grace life there was going to be in Canaan. And that word Canaan was a type and a shadow of the land of Canaan, the promised land in Christ, in grace. He was calling him to the grace life. But he had to do something to get on his way. And this is what so many people don't want to do. They go into churches and they know they are not in the grace life, but they stay in there until they die. What a shame. Let me show you what Abraham did. He told Abraham in chapter 1, let's go to Genesis 12 and 1, Get out of your country. That's what he told him. Get away from your kinfolk. See, a lot of people don't want to leave 
lead a country, lead a kinfolk. And then he said, you go into a land that I'll show you. And then he says, I will make you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. You shall be a blessing. All these promises are going to come up in Abraham's life. He has to get moving. But that's what I'm saying. Now, I taught this. Let me show you how to compare. So when I go back, let's go back to 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 6. And you heard, heard this in the New Covenant. Chapter 6. You need to write down, take notes. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And we're going to go down and look at verse number 14. Now, I'm not going to go that far. In verse 17, 18, I'm just going to read two verses. 2 Corinthians 6, I taught this already on the temple of God. Tell me what you're hearing. Wherefore, come out from among them. I mean, do you hear what he told Abraham? What he want to do? He want to take him to the grace light. See, people are living below their standards. I want to say this here to the young people. Don't fall in love while you're still in high school. Because you'll be, you'll be breaking up and falling in love when you get to college. And then your sophomore year, and your junior year, you'll be breaking, I'm breaking up and falling in love. You keep breaking up. and See, you don't want to get breaking up, heartbroken, falling in love. You ain't, even, you ain't even 12th grade yet. And then you get out of school. I know this who I got. That, I know she's mine. Son, listen, we all said that. Not many people married the person that they talked to in the 11th and 12th grade. How many in here married the person you talked to in the 11th and 12th grade? How many? You met the same person. One, two, three, four, five. Five people. Five people married the person they met to when they was in the 10th and 11th grade. What about the rest of us? You, you know why? You know what happened? Because that's, we, how many went on to college? How many went on to college? Okay. Now, a lot of you in here have, and the reason why I'm, 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 my heart going out for my son over here, because he has a, he and her have a free college wherever they want to go. He, he got the, he got the grades. And the people want to pay for it. Am I lying, Jess? Jess Walker, am I lying? He, that young man over there is, a, is our ambassador from Japan. This guy went to Japan and represented this, this state. That's how smart he is. I am not going to sit at his pastor and don't see him succeed. I'm going to be so close to him he going to know who I am because I did not have. How many could have went to college but didn't have the money? Look at the hands. Didn't have the money. You already got somebody who will pay for your education for four years to go where you want to go because he has the grades. That's an A student. That boy an A student. If he wanted to go to Princeton and Yale and all these big places out there, Harvard, don't you know you could be the next president's son? Don't miss out on what God has. Today we are taking you to the grace life. And that's what I'm saying to you today. I want you to go to the grace life. I don't want you to be working at Wendy's and Walmart. You had a chance. That may end up being something you may do while you're going to school, but it should not be your destiny. Not when you have the education he has. And the reason why I wanted to, wanted to happen, because it's going to encourage his sister. Once she see him do it, I'm going to do this too. 
That's why you got to do it. You're not just doing it for yourself. You're doing it for your sister. You'd be surprised how when somebody in the, in, and you know, I saw this. Some of you probably saw this with uh, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, who was giving his testimony and his parents said to him, uh, we don't have a doctor in the family. And he says, I'll be the first one. Some people don't realize what kind of degree he has. Some of y'all find that out. All right, let's move on. But that's, that's why you see him. He's a billionaire today. But he went back and got his doctorate and all his other degrees he needed. Let me tell you something. This is not a game. You live in a day of opportunity. Let me say it again. You are living in a day of opportunity. And if you are who you're supposed to have and have the background to go with it, there is no no ceiling. There's just no ceiling on how far you can go. I'm telling you, that's the day we're living in now. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Now, in Genesis chapter 12, this is where I was. I'm done with Genesis chapter 12. I, want, I just gave you Genesis, uh, Galatians chapter 1. Abraham left his country. Now, that, we won't want to forget this. He left his old life. No, I, I was showing you 2 Corinthians chapter 6. That's what I was showing you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, thank you all so very much for reminding me. See, once I come back and say, oh, yeah, where were you at? 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and I was at verse 17. Verse 17, I ask you, did you hear the same thing that he said to Israel in the old covenant? He said to them in the new covenant. Watch this. Wherefore, come out from among them. That could be your kinfolk, your family, the church you go into that don't preach Christ. And be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean things, and I will receive you. It's the same thing he's telling these people. And I will be a father to you. You shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. The same thing he said to Abraham. But how many people would leave a church that they know that the man of God, who's supposed to be a man of God in your church, he's not, and you know he's not. And he told you he's not. And yet people are more faithful to that building and to their religion tradition than go somewhere where they can get taught the word of God and see their soul saved. And hopefully your children, 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 because of what decision you made. See, the decision that, that, that Abraham made not only saved Abraham, he saved Isaac and Jacob and all the children of Israel because Abraham made the right decision. And that's why people, you can't sit up in a church. That's why I'm, I'm hard on my young brother here because he cannot afford to miss the opportunity he has. It's a once in a lifetime. You got to take this opportunity. It's a once in a lifetime. And once you do it, you're going to make a way for many people after you to do what you did. All right. right. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's an opportunity for him to come, maybe come to his school that he graduated from and be a principal at the school he graduated. Isn't that something? This is just a minimum for him, though. All right. Now, I want, I want to move on because uh, I want to go to uh, God want to make him great. That's the whole thing. God said to Abraham, I'm going to make you great. Or make you, uh, he's going to meet the great God. He's going to meet the great God. He's going, he's going to meet the great king, and God's going to make him great and fulfill all his desires in his life. All right? But I want, I want to go to uh, the next point that I want to get to, uh, I gave you the three life and the, the new life. I deal with some more of that. The next service, which is the third life, is the gift of righteousness, uh, eternal life. All right. Well, I'm a, I just give it to you quickly. Let's go to Ezekiel thirty six twenty six. Uh, you'll know it if I don't get to the next service. Ezekiel chapter thirty six and twenty six. Uh, this is what God gave gave you when He gave you a new life. And I always like the people to understand, for God to give you a new life, he gave you a new heart. And that word new heart means a new nature. All right. And that's what God gave you is when you got born of the spirit. You have a new nature now. You don't have the same old nature. See, if, if you can do the same thing you were doing uh, before you say you got saved, then you didn't get saved. 
Once your, na your nature changes, it's just like a dog. If a dog is a dog, if he got a new, if he got a, a cat nature, he can't he can't say bow wow bow wow no more. All right, he got to come with a meow and a meow because that's their nature he got. Everybody understand that? All right. So when God changes your nature, you don't act like a beast no more. All right. Genesis chapter, I'm sorry, Ezekiel 36 and 26. If you had a chance to read it later, read verse 24 through 27. I don't have time to do that. I'm only going to do verse 26. Uh, verse 26, that's Ezekiel 36, 26. A new heart also would I give you. And then it says a new spirit. See, this word new heart, new spirit, new soul, uh, new nature, all those are the same words, okay? He said, I'll put within you uh, and then it says, I'll take that old one out. And that's what God did. He took the old nature out of you and gave you a new nature. When you've been born of the spirit, you have a new nature. That new nature is Christ. So your new nature already can love. It's already righteousness. It's already everything you want it to be, to be is already is when God gave it to you. You don't have to make this happen. All right. You just have to make sure you're in the grace life. All right, that's the life you got now, the great life. All right, now what I want to do now, I want to take us into some things because I believe this is going to really be able to help us is when I take you to what I'm going to take you to. Let's go to Genesis 22. Uh, we're going to hit a couple of places. Let's go to Genesis 17 for on the way. We, we start out in Genesis 12. Let's go to Genesis 17. Then we go to Genesis 22. Now, you, the place God taken Abraham to is a land flowing with milk and honey. Say that with me, a land, a land. flowing Lord. with milk and honey. Now you got to understand those two words. You need to write them down. I'll give them to you a little later. That word milk and the word honey. Matter of fact, I'll give it to you now. Well, come to this camera. Uh, we'll give you a scripture a little later. But the word milk means all spiritual things. That will cause spiritual growth. Let me say it again. The word milk means all spiritual things that will cause spiritual growth. Right. So you have to have spiritual things before you can grow spiritually. See, that's why you have the fruit of the spirit. Those are spiritual things. You have the uh, gifts of the spirit. See, all those are spiritual things. But that is there. In the Old Testament, we saw these things, but they were natural. All these things, fruits and things, they were all natural. The New Covenant is spiritual thing that calls you to grow spiritually. And then the second thing is honey. And we're going to show you honey is the same word as the abundance of grace. The word honey means the abundant life. And that's where God was taking them to, the abundant life. Somebody said hallelujah. Yeah, and that word honey means God provisions of abundance. It's God's provisions of abundance. It's called the abundant life or the grace life. That's the same thing as Romans 5, 15 through 17 that told you about the abundant life. It's an abundant life and the gift of righteousness. Romans 5, 17. We're not going to that. We just want to just make sure I put on this tape. Now, let's go, let's go to work now. Let's go to Genesis chapter 17. We're going to look at eight verses. We're going to show you the progress of Abraham. Genesis chapter 17. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Abraham. I'm going to give you a little of this service. We'll give you a little next service. Genesis chapter 17. But we saw the progress. In this, in this, he already told Abraham to come out. Abraham came out. Now we're going to pick up Abraham again. Genesis 17 and verse 1 through 8. It says that Abraham was 90 years old and 9. Now remember, we first met Abraham, he was 75. See, that should be at your notes back there, Genesis chapter 12. You should put Abraham at 75 years old. Because once you get to chapter 17, Abraham now is 99. I mean, understand what I'm saying. So you're looking at 24 years later, right? Come on, mathematicians. 99 and 
75, 24 years, right? All right. And, and when Abraham was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to him and said, I'm the almighty God. Now, he has not forgotten what he promised Abraham. But now Abraham have allowed something else to happen in his life. So God going to come in chapter 99 on chapter 17, verse 1, and say to Abraham, I'm, a, I'm the almighty God. Walk before me and be thy perfect. So that means God has been watching Abraham as he was going to his promised land. Is that right? All right. Now, if you look at verse number two, it says, and I would make of you a great, uh, uh, I would make my covenant between me and thee, and I would multiply thee exceedingly. Now, he's going to repeat the same thing. That's why I'm not dealing with chapter 17. I'm just showing you. He's he, he going to remind him of the land that he's promised. So let's go down in verse number eight, and he's going to tell him about the land again. Let's go to verse eight on the screen. It says, and I would give to thee and to your seed after thee, the land wherein thou were stranger. And, and then he's going to say all, somebody say all, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possessions and I will be their God. All right? Now, this is what God had promised them. All right? Now, remember, God started out with Abraham. But he's going to pass it on down to Isaac and down to Jacob and on to the Joseph, and all to the children of Israel. So you have to understand the blessings that keep on going. The decision you make today will affect your children's children's children and on. That's what you got to understand. Blessings don't stop. They continue. Somebody say amen. That's why when God began to bless you, you can know how God going to do with your children. That's how you can tell. If you watch what God is doing in your life, it's the same thing he's going to do with your children's children. That's how, it's, that's how it's going to work. That's why I'm able to know what God's going to do with my children. What God did with Abraham, he did to Isaac. What God put in Abraham's life, it was for Isaac, and it was for Jacob, and it was for Joseph, and it's for the children's children. That's why when the person over you was broke, usually you're going to be broke too. If you don't do something, you got to change that cycle. Got to find the great life. Look at somebody say, you got to find the great life. Right, that's what you got to do. All right, now that was in Genesis chapter, that was in Genesis 17. Uh, let's go to Genesis 22 and verse 14. Now I'm not going to be able to read all these because I got to get to my, my grace life. Genesis chapter 22, we're dealing with Abraham still in verse 14. And, Abraham, and the Bible called unto Abraham, because now Abraham went through a test. God called unto Abraham and says, he's at the place of, Je of Jehovah Jireh, as it is said this day in the mountain of the Lord, it has been seen. And the Bible said the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, by myself I have sworn, saith the Lord, and because you have done this thing, he has obeyed the Lord. And has not withheld thy son, thy only son, that in blessings I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you. You'll see that the stars of the heaven, and in thy sea which, which shall be at the seashore, and your sea shall possess the gate of your enemies. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. Now that's what God told Abraham. Abraham obeyed God. And because Abraham obeyed God, now you begin to see God bless him. Now let's get to work. Let's go to the book of Exodus, chapter 3, verse 7, 8. We're going to move from Abraham. We're going to Moses. Exodus, chapter 3, verse 7. God wants to get this thing on. He began with Abraham. Let's go to the book of Exodus, chapter 3, and verse 7 and 8. He, he, now he's going to call Moses because he's ready to do it. He's already got his man that has obeyed him. Now he's getting ready to do it. Israel has been uh, in this land of, uh, uh, of Egypt and God is getting ready to take them to their promised land or take them to their grace land so they can enjoy the grace life. All right. Uh, uh, Exodus chapter 3 verse 7. And the Lord says, I have surely seen the afflictions of my people which are in Egypt. I've heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. I know their sorrow. This is the kind of life they've been living. 
and slavery and bondage and service. And God wants his people to go to the grace life. So he put somebody in their life who's going to help them. And that's what God did when he gave you Christ. And God says, I'm come down to deliver them out of the land of Egypt. Now he's going to tell you about that land soon. I'm bringing them out of the land of Egyptians. I'm bringing them up out of that land. I'm bringing them up out of that land. Somebody said up and out. Yes, right. I'm bringing them up and out of that land. I'm taking them to a good land, a large land. I'm taking them to a land that's flowing with milk and honey. They go into the abundance. Or if I can get at least four people to be excited. Give, give, give me five. Maybe I've got somebody on the camera. I'm getting ready to take you to the abundant land. That's what happened when God sent Moses. When God put Christ here, he was getting ready to take Israel to the abundant, which would be grace. And they rejected him. And, I, and that's the same thing God is doing in your life. He, he has given you a pastor that he has shown the grace of God in his life. I've been walking in the grace of God all my life. And I'm seeing now why it was, because I would have to preach the grace of God. God grace is God's favor. You can't earn it. You don't deserve it. It happens in your life. You just got to live the grace life, which will show God that I am grateful for what you have done in my life. When God brings you to a place where you begin to eat the good of the land, then you're going to see God said, don't forget me. Don't forget me. See, that's, what, that's why I'm begging the people out there who said, oh, yeah, I used to go to church in 2020. Listen, if God have taken you to the grace life, then you don't want to forget God. Because the next week, I'm going to show you what can happen if you leave God. If you leave the word. And a lot of people have already. All right. God said, I'm bringing you out. I'm bringing you to a land that's flowing. Somebody say it's flowing. It's flowing with milk and honey. I'm taking it to a place where the, listen to me. I'm taking it to the place where the Canaanites live, where the Hittites live, where the Amorites live, where the Parasites live, where the Hivites live. These people have been living in your houses all these years. But you got to understand something. They've been preparing for what you got coming. See, that's what people don't understand. They pass by and they see people building brand new houses and don't realize they might not live there long. You got to go and get your life together because that could be yours. Don't never despise when you see other folk living in mansions. You could be living in yours one day. As a matter of fact, the same house you pass by and said, ooh-wee, one day could be yours. I'm telling you right now, I used to work for a man. I used to work for a man on the plantation and I used to work in the orchard and pick up pecans and I just look at that house, how big that house was sitting up on the hill. He ran the plantation from where I was from. And I was just sitting there going, ooh-wee. Well, I don't have to look at his house and say, ooh-wee no more. Come on, get the Lord a big hand. Let me tell you, God wants you to have your own. Come on, look at somebody and say, we going to the grace life. Anybody ask you where I'm going? See, I don't have no time to mess around. I know what it, I know what it is to sit up and kiss mice all night. I've been there and done that. I know what it is to be in a place where you had not enough. I lived that life. We had nine children and we didn't have enough. I know what it is to be able to know man put commodity on my front porch because I didn't have no food. Thank God for those days. That was a land. That was a place where I had to come from. But I learned that there was a land called more than enough. But I realized the only way I can get there, I had to be in Christ and I had to get the word of wisdom 
I had to get his vision for my life and I had to stay in his word every day. Don't worry about what nobody else doing. I'm headed to the grace life. I'm talking about the abundance. That's what the, that's what the, the honey is. That's what the honey is. The honey, the honey is the abundant life. It's the grace life. That's why he keeps saying a land flowing with milk and honey. Milk and honey means you have your wisdom. You have your knowledge. You have your understanding. You have all your spiritual things. And then you have all your natural things, which is the abundance. Can somebody clap their head one more time? So God called, called Moses. And watch what he said. Come now. Come now, in verse 10, I will send you to Pharaoh that you might bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. That's why God was not going to rest till his people got out of there. He told Abraham, we're going to the land of Canaan, which was the abundant life. And that is where Israel ended up. So we're going to show you the next, don't forget this teaching is going to continue because I'm going to show you what happened to them. They got the big head. And that's why I look at somebody and say, don't get the big head. Let's look at Leviticus. Let's look at Leviticus. I'm going to give you another one. I'm going to get back to, I'm just, my time is up, but I'm going to give you one more. Leviticus 20, and we're going to look at 22 through 24. See, Leviticus chapter 20. Leviticus chapter 20. We're going to look at verse 22. You shall therefore keep all my statutes. Now that's what they had to do in the old covenant. Keep all of my judgment and do them. Why? That the land where I bring you to dwell in don't spew you out. See, God said, you, you got to keep my word because you're not going to be able to live in the land. You can't live in Christ. See, you got to understand that's what the land is, the grace. You can't stay in the grace if you don't do what God tell you as your walk in Christ. And that's what people are doing. They, they say, oh, I'm in, I'm in Christ now, I'm in grace, I'm okay. Then they, then they leave the Lord and leave the church and go back and live a different life. And before you know anything, they'd be like, what that car you had? What that house you used to live in? What that job you used to have? See, all that began to drop off, fall off. See, and you can't sit on That's why Jesus told, his, told the people when he came, don't lay up your treasure on earth. Well, moth and rust and mildew is a corrupt and steal. But lay up your treasure in heaven. And that's what people do not understand. You got to make sure you get his word. You got to make sure you walk the walk, just don't talk the talk. Because when you get in the grace life, you got to be able to stay in the grace life. And I'm going to show you that in the word of God, Adam was in the grace life, but he couldn't stay. Israel was in the grace life, but they couldn't stay. It's an awesome thing to be in the grace life. So you got to understand, you got to understand this. Pastor, are you telling me I can lose my salvation? No, if you, if you had it, you won't leave the grace life. Because the salvation is a person. And the grace of God is a person, that's Christ. See, you can, you can fake it and you can end up being real blessed and thing going good. But you really didn't find the grace life. See? And you got to understand something. You got to make sure you're in the grace life. Uh, watch what, let me finish this here. Verse number 23, Leviticus 20 and 23 says, You shall not walk in the manner of the nations. See that? You can't, you can't do that if you're in the grace life. You can't walk in the manner of the nations, which I cast out before you. For they committed all these things, and therefore I abhorred them. The people who was in, the, in these positions, that's why they lost them. That's why they lost the grace life. See, God did not put Israel in the land because they'd been so good. He put them in the land because the people before there who was living there were living so bad. And God got tired of seeing it. And God said, I'm going to give them an opportunity. I'm going to give them a chance. Let me see how they're going to live. And verse number 24, but I said to you, you shall inherit their land. Israel is going to inherit their land and I will give it to you for, to possess it, a land that's flowing, once again, is flowing with the abundance. It's flowing with milk and honey. 
I'm the Lord your God, which have separated you from all people. I separated you from the world to give you this. You can't go back and join yourself to the world. You can find yourself losing what you already got. Hey, I'm telling you, man, I'm, I just started. My time is already gone. What happened to that time? Time, time, where are you fly away? All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to close out with this. I'm not done. I'm going to be talking about the grace life. You already know that by now because I'm going to show you what they got. Everything they received, they did not do nothing to get it. They just marched on into Canaan, just marched on into Canaan, and they had houses that they didn't build. They just kept marching on into Canaan. They had olives, trees that they didn't plant. They had vineyards. They just went and started plucking the grape, pomegranate, fruit trees. Everything was already there. Hittite, Havite, Perizzite, Amorite, all these ice has already did all they labor for them. So once they got there, God said, come on in and enjoy the land. Come on, come on, stand up on your feet. Look at somebody and say, come on in and enjoy the land. See, that's what we're supposed to do when somebody comes to be a part of the ministry. Come on in and enjoy the land. Come on, enjoy the grace life. Come on, clap your hands and thank the Lord for the grace life. Thank God for the grace life. I'm going to come down. I'm going to come down because I, I want to make sure. Come on, clap your hands. We're going to enjoy the grace life. To enjoy the grace life, you got to make sure you, you, the Lord Jesus Christ is your Lord. And you got to make sure Christ lives in your heart because Christ is the grace of God. That's who the grace is. So once Christ come into the heart, God's grace is in your heart. And now you'll see that grace manifest in your life. If you'll keep walking in the spirit. See, the enemy is to get you out of the grace life. People don't realize that all this other stuff is to get you out of the grace life. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1. Moreover, brothers, I declare to you the gospel which I preached unto you which also you have received and where you stand by which also you are saved if you keep in memory what I preached unto you unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received how Christ died for our sins according to the scripture and that he was buried and that God raised him from the dead the third day according to the scripture. Christ's death, Christ's burial, Christ's resurrection is what you have to believe in to make sure you have the Holy Spirit and so God now put Christ in you and you in Christ. Now your soul is in the grace life. That is eternal life. Hey, my time is already gone. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.